1: Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt Podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's a piece I hope you will enjoy from my friend, Dennis Prager. I have one of my favorite writers on, Molly Hemingway, and I'm going I'm to put her on because she's doing such important work. Hi, Molly. Hi, it's
0: great to be here with you.
1: Thank you. So tell everybody about your latest piece and what you think about uh, the spying issue, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Right. Well, the New York Times had a very interesting piece yesterday in which they admit that there were multiple overseas intelligence assets deployed against the Trump campaign. Now we already have heard that there were overseas intelligence assets that uh, were used to collect information on Trump affiliates, but this story yesterday says that one of those was someone who was sent apparently from the United States, to oversee the operation in London. Her name, the name she went by, which we're led to believe is not her real name, is Azra Turk, and she was working with Stefan Halper, someone who already has been identified as trying to secretly collect information on Trump affiliates. So it's just a very interesting thing that tells us that the operation against the Trump campaign was bigger than we have been previously allowed to know about, that it involved multiple people, and that... Um, and that it was part of this large operation that included human informants, wiretapping, national security letters, and other forms of very invasive um, intelligence gathering against political opponents.
1: Why did the New York Times finally decide to publish this?
0: Well, so it's interesting, first off not just that they chose to publish it, but how they describe it. So when they describe it, it's just really nothing that big of a deal and just a reflection of the concern that the FBI had about a very legitimate threat. Um, And so you have to kind of read between the lines to realize, wow, if if this were dealing with anybody other than Donald Trump, the New York Times would be sounding the alarm about the use of intelligence agencies and law enforcement agencies to go after political rivals. The other thing, though, is why it's coming out now. And so, again, reading between the lines of what the authors suggest, it looks like this is going to be revealed in an upcoming inspector general report about the abuse of surveillance programs. And so they're trying to kind of just get out ahead of the report, frame everything in as gentle a way as possible, contextualize everything so that it doesn't look as bad as it's going to look, presumably, in the inspector general report, and just get ahead of the story. Leaks about this story are always interesting to understand in terms of why they're happening and when they're happening. And this is a preemptive leak to get out in front of bad information that is likely coming out fairly soon.
1: We're putting uh, Molly Hemingway's uh, piece up. New York Times admits Obama administration deployed multiple spies against Trump campaign in 2016. It's from The Federalist, and it is up at DennisPrager.com, the link to it. Would you characterize the New York Times story as dishonest?
0: Well, yes. I mean, it's it's, in one way yes, in one way no. It it includes all the facts that are very helpful for people like me to look through to to learn more about the about what's going on. The dishonesty is in how it is framed and what it leaves out, the context it leaves out. You know, previously, The New York Times about a year ago had a really explosive story about the crossfire hurricane spying operation against the Trump campaign. One of the things I picked up on it is that they referred to the use of human informants as they said at least one human informant. And I thought that's telling because if it were just one, I think they would have said it so that they could have downplayed the significance of it you use these facts and information that come out through friendly leaks to friendly media outlets to learn more about the situation? And so the things that are in there, I, I don't have reason to doubt. The problem is in the overall framing of the story and even just how much importance is given to it. This week, we saw people just absolutely lose their minds over a memo that Bob Moeller wrote to to William Barr and, It was all about the way in which a report was going to be released, and it was a very weird thing for the media to be upset about because we actually have the full 400-page report. It got out within a matter of a few weeks. Everyone could read it for themselves and see that what William Barr said was true. There were no indictments for collusion with Russia. There were no indictments for obstruction. But everyone spent a lot of time about this.
1: Did they use the word spy in the article?
0: Not only did they not use the word spy, apparently a memo has gone out to everyone in the media that you are no longer allowed to use the word spying to describe someone secretly gathering information on someone on behalf of the government. Um, It's a very curious decision that the media have all made. It appears to be solely because Donald Trump said he was spied on and they don't want to admit that he was right. So even as they describe widespread surveillance, again, you know, wiretaps, overseas intelligence assets, actually running people like this Azra Turk, who was apparently sent from the United States to go overseas. And that might be because it's a little, um, there are laws that limit how much our government can spy against uh, their own citizens without going through, you know, FISA court and whatnot. What, I don't, don't understand.
1: What does that mean there was a memo? You've seen a memo that went out to media?
0: Not not at all. I'm actually joking.
1: Oh, I see. Okay, fine.
0: Widespread. All right. Really- no, no,
1: no. I agree. They, they, they simply know we will not say, use the word spy, even though that's exactly what happened. That's why the president is right about the lying media. In your opinion, whose idea was this spying on the Trump campaign?
0: Well, that we really, truly don't understand how everything started. The government has said that this whole operation began at the end of July 2016. And it is true that that's when they officially set up a wide-ranging investigation. But we also know that some of what happened happened before July 30th, 2016. Thus far, the Department of Justice has basically obstructed efforts to find out what was going on. We know that it relates to the Clinton campaign because Hillary Clinton and the Democratic National Committee secretly bought and paid for this dossier that they then injected into different agencies in the federal government. But we don't really have the hard and fast information. And what's interesting about that is the media show very little interest, despite this being, in my view, the most interesting scandal of our time. Uh, And we also haven't had anyone in the government really take it seriously. That includes a lot of people in the Senate and the House. There have been a couple committees that have done good work. And now for the first time ever, we actually have an attorney general who's saying, hey, in the same way we needed to make sure Russia wasn't um, compromising a political party or campaign here, we need to figure out what was going on that led people to start up this crazy conspiracy theory that resulted in a false accusation of treason against the president. You know, someone was falsely accused of a capital crime. And we don't really understand yet how it was that this came to be believed by so many people who think that they're so smart and yet fell for this ludicrous thing that resulted in not a single All right, indictment let, let me end of any uh, American.
1: Molly Hemingway, uh, again, your your article is up uh, now on my website, from The Federalist, a wonderful website. Uh, uh, I assume your answer is there's no way to know. So the question, I'll ask a question on the assumption of what your answer is. Will we ever know how high in the Obama administration the directive originated from?
0: Well, I think we absolutely need to know for the sake of the republic. You can't have an FBI and Department of Justice that you don't trust or that is able to spy on American citizens and violate their civil liberties without any accountability. So if we don't find out really what happened here, that is very bad for the republic. And if we do find out, then maybe we can actually clean up shop, make sure this isn't standard operating procedure against political opponents, and restore that credibility and trust in these institutions.
1: You know, you write important things, Molly Hemingway. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Have a great day.
1: Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership program offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today.